Blog Talk Radio. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Total Entertainment with Johnny Vegas, Jim Meyer, and Bunny Carley. How you doing, Bunny? How you doing, Jim? We are unbelievable. Unbelievable is right, Johnny. So good to be here on our show today. Yeah, it is. And uh, we have a great guest, Arlene Barshinger, which she will be calling in shortly. Yes. And, uh, um, yeah, so why don't you guys talk a little bit about Arlene before she calls in? Um, yeah, we're always talking about Arlene because she's a mover and a shaker and has her finger on the pulse of entertainment in uh, Northern California. Bunny, uh, what do you know about Arlene that everybody else doesn't know? That everybody else doesn't know? Um, you know, that's a really interesting question. We're going to have to ask her that today. But what I do know about Arlene is I met her a couple years ago and she really is involved in the entertainment industry in Northern California around here. She has worked um, with, you know, pretty much everybody knows the name Arlene Barshinger around here, and they know that that's synonymous with success and getting things done, which is awesome. She is an awesome actress. Um, I've seen her behind the scenes. Um, She can get locations. She seems to know everybody. She is um, really, really business-minded, and she is a real sweetheart. So um, I'm just really excited that she's going to call in today because uh, recently, let's see, she's always doing projects. I know she, she got this really hot haircut. I was trying to share her picture, her profile picture on Facebook onto the entertainment broadcast networks face page and I I couldn't figure out how to do it but she's just smoking hot I mean just beautiful lady inside and out and uh, yeah a little uh, story about uh, she's going to talk to us a little bit about bullets blades and blood which is uh, they're they're still working on that with five-time world champion kickboxer Robert Parham um, she's going to talk about date lists, which of course, Bunny, you were involved with, which is an awesome mm-hmm. project. And uh, I first met Arlene back when we started working on a Predatory Lender, which uh, we're getting very close to the finish line as far as post production. But uh, if anybody knows about Predatory Lender, we made it with almost no money, so we basically scrounged around to get everything we could. And I remember when we needed a tattoo. Uh, we needed some tattoo paper uh, to make the tattoos on on me. Uh, that might have been actually the day that I met you, Bunny, is we were mm-hmm. drawing tattoos all over my body because I played the character who, who kills women and tattoos them. And uh, I guess there's some sort of paper that tattoo artists use where you take a drawing and then it, it uh, goes onto your body. And like an idiot, mm-hmm. I thought you could just use Silly Putty and I, you know, showed up with a silly putty, and people told me, Jim, you're crazy. And within a blink of an eye, Arlene says, Jim, 
go down to such and such tattoo place. They're going to give you all of this paper. Uh, it's a done deal. And it, it took her probably five minutes of me freaking out, thinking that we were doomed uh, to her saving the day. So that's what Arlene does is she knows how to really come through. Uh, it never panics, always just gets the job done, yeah. and, and we are lucky to know her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're still waiting for her to call in, so hopefully she's got the right number. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well, we can always uh, try to give her a call. Uh, she she always comes through, so um, it's only eleven oh four. We asked her to call in at eleven oh three, so um, we're gonna have to dock her pay a little bit. Um, the, we are paying union scale, and we're going to have to dock, dock it by 10%, I would guess. So, um, Johnny and Bunny, do you want to talk for a minute while I give her a call? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to um, okay, talk a little up. bit. Okay. I'd like to talk a little bit about Bunny Lacrosse. Are you, um, you want to chat a little bit about that, Johnny? Oh, yeah, so down, set, go, we got an Indiegogo campaign, and our Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash down, set, go, the movie, and our Indiegogo page is, one second, and uh, we're, we're looking for everybody that's uh, a sports fan, a lacrosse fan, or just a fan of a bunch of beautiful women to, to help donate and fund our project, so they can go to Indiegogo.com and just search for Downsetgo and uh, you'll find it from there. We'll post our link on our Facebook pages as well. Yes, I can't wait um, to get that going. I'm so excited to have our fundraiser going on right now at Indiegogo. Um, our goal is to make the best lacrosse movie ever made and um, I'm really excited to be a part of that and part of our campaign. So, um, yeah, have you been working a little bit on the script, or do you want to talk to us a little bit about um, how it's kind of an inspiring tale and why people would want to donate their their time and money to it? Yeah, it's uh, it's about uh, a lac- professional lacrosse player. Johnny Vegas, and also a professional women's lacrosse player, uh, Bunny Lacrosse. And uh, basically, uh, my character is, uh, he's got, uh, he leads the league in goals, and he also is leading the league in penalties for the last three seasons. So, unfortunately, he uh, is on the commissioner's bad side, and he, but, yeah, we'll have to go get back to that later because we have our guests calling in right now. But we'll talk oh, about that okay. in more detail later. So uh, okay, how's good. it going, Jim? How's it going, Arlene? Hey, Jenny. Uh, it's going great. How are you? Good, yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Um, thank you for having me. Sorry, I was having a little complication calling in there. So um, sorry if I'm a little late. No oh, so good. We are we are happy to have you. Very very happy. Bunny's going to ask you the first question, which she's been eagerly waiting for. And go for it, Bun. Oh, great. Well, first of all, I just want to say that 
Thank you so much for coming on our show, Arlene. Um, and it's just a real pleasure to have you as our guest today. I'm wondering what projects that you're currently working on because, um, you know, I've, I've met you on set, I think, first at Predatory Lender, and we were just talking about how you get things done. You're beautiful, you're talented, you're business-minded, you make things happen. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. And what current projects are you working on? Um, gosh, there's so many. <laughs> um, uh, it's like it's like one of those things where you kind of look back and you're going, uh, where do I start? Because there's just so many things going on. So, um, yeah, it, right now um, I have um, the Bullets, Blades, and Blood is still going on. We just um, did some pickups for mine, and that's with Robert Parham. And, you know, we have some really big named uh, fighters, professional fighters that are actually in the mm-hmm. film. And even uh, Jim Meyer uh, is uh, got a, a <laughs> part in there. He does. And, and you were helping us with Makeup Bunny. You were so fantastic with that. And so that's a lot of fun. And that that's still going on. We got about half of that. And then we just did a small, short um, film called um, In Harm's Way. And it's kind of a fan, uh, it's, it's a fan movie, a very, very short fan movie uh, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, with him in there and there was like a contest with him in there and we decided to do it for the Hero Fest that's coming up sometime in May in Oakland, the Oakland area. So we have that that we just finished wrapping up on and then um, we did a a, a horror film for uh, Edgar Allan Poe um, called Distant Aiden through a company called um, 1227 Films and um, we have another project. It's kind of a secret project that's going on somewhere along here that I'm not allowed to talk about um, <laughs> at this point. Uh, so then I have a, a filming coming up in the southeast, um, hopefully by this fall. So I will be on location across the country for that one. Another one in Washington State. Um, one down in the LA area. So um, there's a lot of things going on. Wow, that's great. And uh, so the as far as um, y- yeah, you wanted to talk about bullets, blades, and blood, and of course, Dateless. Uh, Dateless seems to have a lot of traction. Um, and and you were huge with the the crowdfunding campaign. And if there's one recurring theme in our show, it's asking people for advice on crowdfunding because there are people who do it wrong and then there are people like you who know how to do it right. So do you have maybe the top three things that people should stick to with crowdfunding? Well, with crowdfunding, crowdfunding, you know, I'll be honest with you, I hate, hate, hate crowdfunding. Um, but there were three, there were things that we required uh, to be done for anybody who was a part of the project. Number one, is that if you're a part of the project and we do a fundraiser, everyone is required to share, everyone. So, like, you know, we uh, were very fortunate with Dateless where everybody shared the Kickstarter campaign with everyone. Um, One of the things that we had to do was Facebook doesn't reach everybody, and and so we were messaging people um, privately. So we were sending them actual emails. Um, We called people, uh, and this is everybody on the staff, the crew, um, except for the ones that ended up coming on later because we didn't have them at that point. They didn't know. But we were currently on the project. You know, we emailed, called, Facebooked, 
posted it on Facebook. Um, we did everything, and, and pretty much most of our money came from people that we knew, so we, that we knew personally. And um, so we had a couple of bigger uh, investors come on board that, between the two of them, funded half of our campaign, but the rest of it all came from people who donated anywhere from $25 to $100 from everybody else. And we ended up raising about $9,800. So um, that really helped, you know, as far as, like, you know, everybody becoming involved. So, you know, one of the things that we told ourselves, because I've done Kickstarter campaigns before, and, you know, you would have three people out of 20 go and share it. And other people would say, oh, well, it's not my, you know, I'm an actress. It's not my job to do this, and I don't have to share it. And here's my theory. Number one, it advertises to your buddies what you do, um, and it advertises that you're involved in a project. And number two, you know, why should everybody else share it to help you get paid and you're not helping everybody else likewise get paid? So our mm-hmm. thing was, you know, Laura Ben Dixon and I, we agreed that anybody who did not get involved in sharing the project and emailing and messaging people the way, you know, the mass was doing, if there, were any, if there was anybody out there who didn't, they were off the project, and we would just hire somebody in their place. That's great. There's always that's, another that's actor. There's, yeah, there's mm. always another actor. There's always another producer even. There's always another, you know what I'm saying, that's willing to come on board and bust their around to help and be part. It's like if you're going to be part of the team, then be part of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the show date list, like in terms of, of what it's about and – uh, what uh, people can expect uh, when they watch it? Well, what it started off as was a web series initially. Um, and uh, we ended up deciding to make it into uh, a television series and try to pitch it to the networks. But it's loosely based upon Laura Bendixson's life as a matchmaker. So she used to actually work for a matchmaking service. And she would have some very interesting people come in mm-hmm. as clients. But then she, what was even more interesting believe it or not, was the people she worked with more so than <laughs> clients. So um, so you get to kind of see, like, some of the uh, main characters uh, that that are in this that, you know, coexist with – and the main character, um, you know, she's the office manager. She's kind of like the backbone of everything. And then you've got all the elite characters that work in the office with her that she has to deal with every single day. And they're not exactly normal. So, and they're loosely based off of people she really works with. So, um, that's going to be the fun part of it. And, like, you know, she was talking about how she could totally see uh, some of those people that she worked for see the show going, wait a minute, that looks kind of familiar. <laughs> so, um, so, anyway, that's what Gateless is based upon. And so we're hoping, um, you know, we've got some distribution we're working on right now, but everything is always about funding. So we... We're able to do the pilot episode, and um, now we're working towards um, raising funds to shoot several more episodes so that way we can get aired. Right. And um, so what was your part? I know that you you kind of headed up the the crowdfunding campaign, and then you're going to have a recurring role uh, if it goes forward. Am I right? Well, no, I actually don't have – I have – I was supposed to have a role in the second or third episode, but it is not a recurring thing. Oh. But I'm actually a line producer and a producer for Dateless. So a lot of people are like, okay, well, what's the difference between a line producer and a producer? Well, the line producer is the person 
who basically puts it all together. Uh, a line producer um, does the budgeting. They uh, make sure that all the, they have all the equipment, that the equipment's in place. Um, they handle all the contracts. Uh, they ha- hire and fire the, the crew. Um, it's just, it's, there, there's so much work behind, as you know, locations. They're in charge of locations. There's so much work behind being a line producer, and it's basically um, throwing the show together and making sure everything runs smoothly. You know, once we get to the point where all the pre-production is done and we go into production and that's done, and we actually start filming, um, then you have a line producer or what's called a unit production manager, um, which usually a line producer uh, doubles as both, but I was fortunate for Dateless that I actually had a right-hand guy go on as a, a, a UPM for short for me. And, um, you know, he handled everything for me from afar while I finished up, you know, final stuff as far as, like, contracts or whatever else. He actually stayed on set for me. If there was any issues, you know, he would contact me, let me know. Um, if there were any issues, I would contact him, let him know, and we kind of worked as a team. So, actually, the days that we were on set, I wasn't even there. So, um, but you were there. You were a makeup artist. So, you saw that I was there for, like, the first maybe half second day of filming, and the rest of the time mm-hmm. I was gone handling um, all the other stuff behind the scenes that still had to be done. Well, right. And there is so much. There is so much to think about on set of a movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a, being a line producer, let me tell you something, I slept maybe two to four hours maximum during the whole pre-production and production process for Dayless. <laughs> And, and yeah. so, so now you've, you've filmed one pilot episode, and I hear that there's going to be a world premiere, a live, uh, uh, you know, where people can go and actually see that episode next month. Or is it actually this month? It's already April, isn't it? Well, it is, but oh, we've pushed that into May now. Um, just because, you know, we um, want to make sure that we do everything the way, you know, we want to do, when we do things, we want to make sure we do it right. So um, we want to give people a little more time, um, and uh, so we're going to probably wait an extra week on that and maybe do it at the beginning of May. And it's basically Mm -hmm. um, to help raise funds. um, It's a benefit for us cancer, which is our um, charity of choice. And uh, we are also going to use the funds to help fund um, some more episodes of Dateless. So that way we can go ahead and, and get on the air. Um, like I said, we do have distribution set up for it, but um, we, you know, need to make sure that we have enough episodes for them to air for us. You know, they're not going to just air mm-hmm. one episode. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're – um, your character in Bullets, Blades, and Blood, that's a fun one. Isn't her name Cupcake? Her name is Cupcake, and um, she is a, she, she's different. So she's uh, <laughs> definitely one of those girls that you don't want to mess with. She's pretty ruthless, and she is the bad guy's right-hand person um, when it comes to taking care of the problem. And so um, anyway, but she was, really, she was a really fun character to play. She... Um, it is a very intense character and doesn't put up with a whole lot. And, uh, and you know, she starts off in the beginning, you know, when people see it, she starts off at, like, this, like, like this goofy character. Not really goofy, like, she's, you can tell she can't really mess with her, but um, she's just kind of, like, uh, fun in an evil kind of way. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> One of those heroines that you love to hate. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So that one's going to be a lot of fun. We still, like I said, we still have more filming to go on that one. Um, but uh, we, we, you know, it's not easy doing action movies. Um, anybody can ask poor David Peters that and uh, Robert Parham and anybody else who's been beat up. Um, yeah. But that was uh, kind of hard for them. You know, like, you know, I, like I really got hit in the head with a box. And, um, oh, and so, right, right. And so, um, yeah. well, it wasn't so bad until, um, like, you know, Robert is very careful about, you know, how he plans things so that people don't get hurt. You know, they might get, right. like, a little or whatever, um, you know, because sometimes yeah. you just fake certain scenes. And so, you know, when I got hit, hit in the head with a box, the, the corner of the box hit me across the nose, and that was the corner. Oh. Um, and those are hard. And so, oh. um, anyway, but, you know, I've been hit a lot harder than that, so it's not like it killed me. But, <laughs> you know, I'm still right. here. Um, but, you know, uh, you do sometimes take, like, you're, you're going to see, there's going to be a scene where I backhand Robert Parham, and uh, even though I didn't do a full force, it was pretty hard. And he took that bad boy, and he just kept going. And um, <laughs> we, had take, we had to do it multiple takes. So it wasn't oh just, gosh. like, one backhand across the face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Heard, like, they didn't even have to edit the sound for the slap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was a real slap. And Robert's just like, bring it. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> My God! Well, I, yeah. I hear that actually okay. Robert usually pays people to slap him around, so he got it for free that time. So I think it was okay. Um, and then, uh-huh. it, you know, he did a great job of, of killing me in the movie too. So it's kind of nice that uh, all of us have something to to connect with here. Um, and of course, Bunny did great makeup, making everybody look like they were more beat up than they really were. Um, so as as far as when do you see Arlene? When do you think BBB is going to be ready for for screening? And you know what? I really cannot say that. Um, you know because mm-hmm. I help him with set photography. I on occasion have helped him with the location, uh, different mm-hmm. odds and ends, um, and then acting on that as well. But I'm not part mm-hmm. of the, the actual production behind it. So that's. Not, you know, like a lot of projects I am, but th- this particular one, I'm not in charge of any of the production behind it, so I have no idea. Um, I know that he's secured a couple of bigger names um, to come on board, and we can't quite announce that just yet. So um, with that being said, we have to wait around their schedule because they're famous um, and mm-hmm. in the fighting industry, and they have fights, they have appearances, so we have to right. be able to film around their schedule. So... Um, you know, and one of the things that people may not know about Robert Parham, too, when I was taking, saying that he was taking these punches, um, you know, Robert's just not, you know, somebody who's just a, a martial arts fan or whatever else. I mean, he is a real professional <laughs> fighter. So taking right. a slap from a little girl like me was probably a laugh to him um, because, you know, he's actually a five-time world kickboxing champion, and then he's got, like, three other world champion belts that I can't remember off the top of my head. So... Um, <laughs> You know, so he's got, when he picks people to come on board or if he asks people to come on board, you got to know that these are real fighters with fans and, and so forth. Right. And, uh, and he takes this really seriously. Yeah. He's an excellent filmmaker. Yeah. He actually was a guest of ours. He was one of our first guests, I believe. So he is just an amazing gentleman and just so humble. You'd never know how, how badass he is. He's kind of like you, Arlene. Yeah, but, um, I mean, you know yeah. what? It's just the 
it's just a, to me, it's like it's a movie. I, I, I'm, I'm tough when it comes to business. Um, physically, uh-huh. well, you piss me off badly enough. I think anybody could do damage. But um, and, and that was really cute. What David said. I posted a picture of us, um, you know, right before I beat him up. And um, like you, and he told me like, you know, you're one tough cookie. And I was just like, or cupcake. And so I'm like, oh, that's just the good magic of movies. And he goes, well, movie magic hurts is what he told me because, you know, some of them, he had, I had to really hit him on some of them. And I was trying to be careful. And uh, yeah. so the poor guy got beat up, kicked, and with, and, and, and with four-inch thick boots, like Harley Davidson boots I was wearing. So, Oh, my gosh. So the poor guy, yeah. Oh, that poor David. Aww. I know. Yeah, so, uh, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, like, go ahead. (laughs) Have made the transition from, you know, in the ring to on the screen, and it was really, really exciting to watch professional fighters stunt on, for film, for movies, and, and it's just, um, Oh, I loved it. That was just, <laughs> I had to touch up the, the makeup and, you know, I'm like, well, the bruises are sliding off because of the exertion they're using because there's really, like, just a lot of true physical exertion, like you said, not well, smoking. Yeah, like, that's, that's true. Like, you know, uh, on the very first time that we, we shot, for me, um, we were in the warehouse, and David Peters, as a matter of fact, set up with, up with the location, and we were in this warehouse, and it was like one of the hottest days in Sacramento. And, oh my um, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and I was sweating my rear end off, and I, and I don't, Aww. I don't even sweat. I don't even sweat is the problem. Like people see me, <laughs> I just don't sweat. And so, but it was so hot, I was sweating. And yes. uh, I was wearing black leather, black pants, <sighs> and black four-inch boots. My hair was down, and you know, I just cut it, and at the time it was pretty long. But you know, so mm-hmm. I was hot, and so. Um, you know, and we had this fight scene on top of that, and thank goodness for oh ice because, you know, I munched on ice to keep me cooled down between takes and, and before shooting. And so, um, but anyway, you know, one of the things, too, is that um, a lot of people don't realize this is that I have fibromyalgia and I have irritable bowel oh. syndrome, and I'm severely oh. anemic. So oh, my God. That, yeah, so doing that role was a huge challenge. It was a very, very huge challenge. Oh. And even though it was rewarding when I got done, I paid for it for like three or four days afterwards. I was like in bed going, oh, my God. And I, oh, my gosh. Yes, it was really, it was it was so rough to be able to do that. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, I have to give kudos to these action film stars like Jackie Chan or, you know, even, you know, John mm-hmm. Van Damme. It's very physically demanding. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What would you say is yeah? What would you say is the um, biggest piece of advice you could give to any uh, of our listeners out there that might want to get into uh, filmmaking or uh, making uh, like anything that uh, revolves around the entertainment industry? Like, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Oh gosh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's so much advice to give on that. Uh, My biggest thing is that you know just just keep it keep up with it. it's very challenging to be a filmmaker, and it's always about money. Money, money, money makes the world go round. And, and so the biggest challenge is always finding money to film your project. But my biggest thing is to, if that is your dream to do it, follow your dreams. Um, you know, my theory is is that 
you know, you can quit or not do it or don't even try or, you know, and you can do that and you'll be miserable not doing it. Yeah. Because when you're a filmmaker, it's in your heart. It's like in your blood. Yeah. It is who you yeah. are. And um, so as many times as I said, I, I just want to quit. I just want to quit. <laughs> and, um, and then I think, I just love making films. I hate the politics because yeah. there are politics involved. But I just yeah. love making films. I love telling a good story. I love um, mm-hmm. sharing experiences and seeing people's faces light up. And yeah. um, so my biggest thing is, like, no matter how down you get, uh, keep fighting for your dream. Keep going at it because you'll always wonder if you didn't, and you'll be miserable if you don't. Oh, my gosh. Arlene, we love you so much in the show. We're almost at the end of a show, so we're going to have to have you come back on another day. Um, Before we close, could you give us information on how someone could contact Arlene Barshinger? Um, The best way for me is email because I never know when. A lot of people have my phone number, but I never know when I'm going to be on set, um, photo Mm -hmm. shooting, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because I do so many things. Um, I'm on conference calls all the time. So the best way to contact me is through Arlene, A-R-L-E-N-E, Barsh, B as in boy, A-R-S-H, at gmail.com. Arlene Barsh at gmail.com. And you can reach Wonderful. me through Facebook. And, Bunny, do you have any final question for Arlene? Oh, no, just thank you so much, Arlene. You are definitely a role model to me, and um, thanks for coming on our show today. It was and my Johnny honor. Finnerol. I love you guys, and thanks for having me. Thank oh, you, Arlene. Yeah, and uh, Johnny's yeah, going to wrap uh, it up. Thank you, uh, yeah, thank you to all uh, the listeners out there, and make sure you guys tune in again next week, and we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you uh, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash entertainmentbroadcastnetwork for more information about our Indiegogo project. So uh, we'll see you guys next week.